What is up, everyone, and welcome to another Slab Stocks Live episode here on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. As usual, we are talking about a few different topics today, but one of them being potentially the shift in seasonal demand in the sports card market. Have some different metrics pulled up, different numbers to talk about and share, and would love to hear your perspective too. And then a couple other topics, one being mid-Monday, bringing it back after about a month um in uh in reserves we're bringing it back to to talk about some basketball um western conference i think it might be with nate so i'm pretty excited about that because yeah. the western conference is uh pretty close together right now and uh we already have logan in the house says what's up and thoughts on keandre miller so i don't know if you're asking just in general but uh i did see i ejected yesterday i ejected for um at the time said spitting on drew uh dowdy of the kings now after the game he said that he did not intentionally spit at him i wonder i didn't watch a video i wonder if it's like a situation where you just like spit and then boom the guy ended up being right there but uh drew accepted his apology supposedly so hopefully all is well there otherwise yeah kind of a tough scene um either way we move and uh we move on to talking about our first topic of the stream today and uh we're leading off with mid monday and for those of you that don't know what the word mid means um is defined by urban dictionary as a word used to insult or degrade an opposing opinion labeling as average or poor quality so nate what are we breaking down today in mid monday so we are breaking down the middle of the western conference not the worst couple of teams not the best couple of teams if you look at the uh eastern conference it's defined by a lot of really good teams and then a lot of really bad teams and not a lot of teams in the middle that are around 500 um but here you have between five and 12 within three games on either side of a 500 record which is you know that could you could see the if everything went right for the Lakers for a week, two weeks, you could see the Lakers where the Clippers are. That's crazy. Um, so so it's the definition of mid for me. Now the question here is which one of these teams could elevate themselves from mid to actual contender? Because right now you look at you look at what's there, and it's not a lot of teams that strike fear in your heart currently. Um but there's some interesting storylines, specifically with stars being out. So by the end of the exercise, I am kind of looking for an answer on which team is going to remove themselves from being mid to being a firm, let's say, fifth seed or fourth seed or something like that. Got it. All right. I'm ready. All right. So first off, we've got the Clippers. So the Clippers are currently fifth place. They're 33 and 30. Um, they have only had 30 games this season in which Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played together. Um, but they, you know, that's less than half the season. Now, the one problem here is that in the last two games, these are, these are Kawhi Leonard's stats. The last two games, he scored 33 points on 12 to 19 shooting and 44 points on 16 of 20 of 22 shooting. So that's really good, obviously. And yet, you know what ended up with both those games ended up as? L's. L's. They both ended up as losses. So we've got Paul George and Kawhi barely playing together. That's an issue. But also in the last two games, Kawhi has played amazing and they've still lost these games. I have to say both of them could have easily went either way. I watched the end of the Nuggets game. I didn't watch the Kings game, but I know that was the super high scoring one. Either way, you hope to see at least a win in there, though. You do. You do. And and so, like, you know, 
we start with the easiest team to be like, well, if they just play together more, yada, yada, yada. On down Got the line. It. And here's um, Jordan's, uh, Jordan's bias is coming through here. He says, Mavs, he doesn't even have to hear your, your arguments, Nate. Hashtag no bias. <laughs> uh, so here are the Mavs, and here are the same games. It starts with Dallas against L- uh, the Clippers, win by six. And then the bottom, Dallas against L.A., lost by three. So you can see both games there. On the left side, you've got Kyrie Irving games played. Um, if there is not a red number in the second column, that means he did not play that game. And then on the right, you have uh, Luca. What's interesting here is that two games Kyrie plays and Luca doesn't, they won. The one game that Luca played and Kyrie didn't, they lost. But all together in the games that both these guys have played together, they're one and three currently with their one win, a blowout against a lowly San Antonio Spurs team. Who's lost 16 straight games. Yeah. Um, and they lost to Minnesota, who's not very good themselves. They lost to Denver, who are obviously the top in the West. And they lost to the Lakers, blowing a huge lead um, just the other night. And so the question here is, yeah, ideally – they can score on anybody, and it's only been four games with them together. They've got time, but will they be able to play defense on anybody um, moving forward? I don't know, but uh, question. we will we will hear the thoughts from the comments section. Before you move on to the next one, i got to answer a question from Garrett here. Garrett asks, I'm looking to send a couple cards to PWCC Weekly Auction. What is the payout? Is it the selling price in 4%? Um, Garrett, I highly recommend just hopping on their website and going to Weekly Auction, looking at uh, information. It's got a uh, sliding scale based on how valuable the card is. It's either somewhere between 0% on top of the final uh, bid amount or hammer price, or it's upwards of 10%, depending on how expensive it is. Like you get 10% on top of it. Generally, it's around 2 to 4%, though, if you're like between you know, $200 and $1,000. There you go. And also, also, I don't know if you saw us, Nate. Gavin Lux, bad injury to him. The injury. It did not look good. I uh, couldn't tell if it was like an ankle injury or a middle of his leg injury. I only watched it once. I didn't want to watch it again to find out. Um, but it didn't look good from the one video I saw and it stinks. And it's also one of those things where, you know, me ever optimistic about Gavin Lux year in and year out. So unfortunate timing, especially with them having just let go Trey Turner and Corey Seager back to back years for Gavin Lux to be their shortstop, so to speak. And then for him to get injured, that's tough. Yeah. that's Man, that's brutal. Finally gets this kind of moment in the sun. Yes, I would agree. All right, so our next mid-team is the Warriors, and uh, what's interesting here is they are above 500 as well at 31-30, and 30. but that is 61 games. Clay Thompson in the middle, he's only played 49. That's missing 12. Uh, Steph Curry has played 38, so he has missed, what, 23? And Andrew Wiggins has played 37, so he has missed 24 games. That's not a lot of games these guys have played together if they're missing that many games individually. Um, obviously you have a fully healthy Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins that makes up for a lot of deficiencies elsewhere on the roster. Um, especially with, you know, young guys that didn't progress as well as they had hoped. Uh, but that's what we're working with. If they are going to be healthy moving forward, 
Um, obviously Steph Curry right now, you know, and Andrew Wiggins and all that good stuff. But if they're healthy moving forward, I feel like the Warriors are the easy pick to not be mid. Um, I, I'm shocked. I understand some injuries happen, but like if you came into the season telling me that like Clay Thompson would have more games played than both Curry and Wiggins individually up to this point, I'd be like, ah, you're kidding me. Would would never have believed you. No, would never have believed you. And yet here we are. Um, and and still 31 and 30 despite those injuries. You Defending get- champs uh, as well, so they got I would say maybe not as much pressure. Not they've had the injuries, but definitely like pressure to not be a first round exit or a low seed and not make the top eight at all. Correct. Also, a real quick shout out to uh, relatives, brother Michael Thompson and Nick Wiggins. Uh, Steph Curry doesn't get a brother uh, or relatives for Seth. <laughs> Is it too obvious or what? <laughs> what? Very That's strange. Funny. That's funny. Oh, sorry. Um, I clicked it. That's my bad. Go no, back. I one. Yeah, but you skipped one. Oh, I skipped the T-Wolves. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone wants to skip the T-Wolves. <laughs> um, so you've got the T-Wolves. And, of course, Anthony Edwards has played 63 of 63 games. So major props to him. Beast. Rudy Gobert has played 51. And he's doing well to almost 25 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists. Rudy Gobert has played 51. His numbers, like, no better than Walker Kessler, who replaced him for Utah. Just an absolute waste of money. And waste of draft picks. I was going to um, say, plus four first-round draft picks outside of Walker Kessler. Yeah. like ugh. Yeah. Plus, 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 like, I think Jared Vanderbilt also went over in the trade, who is now very important on that Lakers defense. It was an important player for the Wolves, too. So, like, they lost a lot. They lost a lot. Yeah. they. I mean, it, it's terrible. A terrible trade. In in At the time, it looked bad. Because of what Rudy Gobert was as a player, you know, a defensive first center entering his 30s, um, that is high efficiency around the rim, but just kind of dunks and doesn't really shoot and all that good stuff. It looked bad, and it's even worse now. Um, and then you have the big one, Carl Anthony Towns. You all know how much I love Carl Anthony Towns, but it is a problem when he's only played 21 games this year. Like, Cat playing. 51 games like Rudy Gobert put another 30 games in his bucket. You know, the the T-Wolves are probably in the fifth spot or the fourth spot instead of the Clippers. Yeah. And they blow so many games, dude. They have like 10 point leads going to the fourth quarter a lot. And they lost last night to the Warriors again. And they did it the other night to the Hornets. Like it happens a lot. Yeah. So, and, and of course, Carl Anthony Towns is not going to help you not blow leads, but he might help you make a lead insurmountable enough where you can't blow. Yeah. Um, also, like, the thing about Carl Anthony Towns is I feel like that in my Warriors, uh, not Warriors, uh, T-Wolves fans are like, dude, like, what's wrong with them? Like, we haven't heard, like, it's kind of like the whole Zion thing. It's like, is he coming back? Is he not? Like, is the injury really that bad? It didn't really sound that bad at first place, but out for so long now. Um, they, I just Google it. says that, the, you know, his return is setting up soon, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, but, you know, every team also – I mean, every single one of these teams has had the same problem. Dude, Brandon Ingram's only played 26 games? Can you believe that? What happened to him? Zion's played more games than Brandon Ingram. Both these guys obviously haven't even played they, – they barely played a third of the season. 
or okay, that's not true. There's only 61 games played between them, or they played under a half of the season, uh, which is uh, both alarming for the Pelicans and also impressive that they're still 31 and they're 30 and 31, despite missing that many games from their two leading scores. Well, they've been they got to such a such a hot start. I think at one point they lost like nine games in a row. Yeah. But that will happen when you don't have Yeah. Your two best players. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you got you got Zion and, and Brandon Ingram, obviously, if they're healthy, you know, where do they go from there? And then you have the Blazers. Obviously, Damian Lillard with his seventy one point game last night. Um which impressive and very fun now i thought i i went into this being like all right well let's see what the second stars are doing for these teams compared to the blazers like does damian lillard have to keep this up to win consistently and lo and behold this is what i found and it makes the bucks really impressive if not the blazers so here are the top six scores in the nba 33 points for Embiid, 33 points for uh, Luca, 32 points for Lillard, 31 points for Giannis, 31 points for Shea, and 30 points for Jason Tatum. Second leading scorer on Dallas, 27 points in Kyrie. Uh, second leading scorer on Boston, 26 points, 26 and a half on Jalen. Um, second leading scorer in Philly, 21 and a half points in James Harden. Second leading scorer on... Uh, Portland, Anthony Simons, 21.4 points. Third leading scorer on Portland, Jeremy Grant, 20.6 points. And then you get to the second leading scorer on the box, Drew Holiday at 43rd in the NBA in points per game at 19.8. Um, all of these teams, except for the Bucs, have a second leading scorer in the 20s. And Portland actually has the most with three. Uh, and yet, and yet, they're sitting in the 11th seed and it just goes to show you that you can stock up on all the offense in the world, but if your team stinks at defense, <laughs> you're not going to go anywhere. So while I wanted to be like, yeah, Damian Lillard just play better or play like this, and a couple guys play better, and you'll be, you know, a decent team. I don't have much hope for the Blazers. I think. I yeah, think. they're already scoring a lot of points. What? So they're already scoring a lot of points. It's hard to ask for more point output than what you look at right now. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So, so if there was one team where I'm like, I'm very comfortable saying they're going to stay mid for the rest of the season, it's the Blazers, especially when you have all time heroics from Damian Lillard. You have two, two 60 plus point games in a month. And in that month, they went one game above 500. Yeah. And then you have the Lakers. Uh, and this was an interesting one as well. I looked up how many games have uh, – this is StatMuse, great website for random questions you have about NBA. How many games have uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron played together this season? 28. 28 games. They only won 13 of those. Now, a lot of those were at the beginning of the season um, when they went 0-4 to start, but they still won 13, lost 15. So in my head, I was like, well, they just need to play more games together. That's not necessarily the uh, correct answer, so to speak, because they are below 500 when both players play together. Now, have you seen that they've won four other last five, though? Yes, and so we're talking trade deadline. deadline and everything, and the new team, pretty much whole new whole new depth to that team versus what it was prior to. Correct, I get it. Um, 
and and they got they somehow managed to turn Russell Westbrook into a lot of complimentary pieces. But I did yeah. find that interesting. And I am, you know, I'm not going to ever bet against LeBron. That would be foolish. Uh, I will. <laughs> well, then you're foolish. But so those are those are all the teams. Um, if you had to pick one between the Lakers, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the T-Wolves, the Warriors, the Mavs, and the Clippers to break out of the mid section and into an actual contender in the West. And I'm talking contender, like come out of the West, not win or win round one and then meekly bow out. Do you think any of them have a chance? I feel like for the Warriors, it's like, man, to get all that stuff cooking back to what it was in like this short amount of time after like not playing there for that long, like I guess it could happen. But while you also, like you said like, oh, that's the easiest one to pick. I, I'm not going to pick it because I think that like they kind of won their finals and I just think to, to get back to that point is going to be difficult two years in a row, especially when dealing with a bunch of injuries throughout the season. Um, I don't think the Pelicans are going to get there because there's no saying if Ingram or Zion are even going to play the rest of the season together. Maybe they come back and they play super well, but I'm just not. That's not going to happen to me. Um, jazz, no, I think too much. Oh, you didn't include the Jazz in here. Oh, wait, you didn't. I forgot. Oh, the Jazz. Uh, this was my my point was um, you see Beasley, Conley, and Vanderbilt, three of their top eight scorers. They have stars by their name. You know what that star means? New player. They or not? No, no longer on the team. But yeah, they've been traded away. Um, a team that trades away the three of their top eight scores, including two that are scoring more than 10 points a game. I just don't, uh, there's nothing much else you can say about the jazz. They're not trying to win. Um, realistically they are winning, you know, so to speak, but they're not trying to, and that's all you have to say about that. All right. Well, I'm just going to, and everyone feel free to drop comments with who you think, uh, these teams that Nate brought up. Who do you think is going to maybe solidify themselves as that lead five seed or maybe squeaking to the four seed? Um, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I just feel like if – and, yeah, they're the highest seed out of all these teams. But remember, like, they haven't had all that much action between George and Kawhi. I know they just lost the last two games when they played together and Kawhi played really well. But, like, kind of let that get a bigger sample size. And I think we're, we'll see um, see them – strongly hold on to the five seed. But I guess my question, Nate, to you would be, is it possible for a team that's in the top three to turn mid? Because you're saying teams from the bottom to be not mid. Is it possible for the Kings to be mid again? I mean, sure. One big injury, right? Yeah. You know, you're one you're one De'Aaron Fox injury away from, from becoming a bad team, right? He's a stud. So, so there's a, there's a chance, but I do think that, um, you know, they're just playing well right now. There's a lot of hype around the team, the arena, from what I see, it's, it's, they got fans coming in (laughs) and they, they got the light, the beam, every, every team needs a slogan, right? Bucks and six that propelled the bucks, the championship year. Um, if not the year it came out in 2009 (laughs) when Andrew Bogut got injured, but uh, every team needs a slogan, and the Kings have one. They've got the backing of their fans. They've got that new arena that was built a couple years ago. They've got excitement around them. Um, I don't. I don't think they're going to bow out anytime soon. Obviously, the Suns aren't going to bow out anytime soon with Kevin Durant getting healthy 
Yeah. Nor do yeah. I think the Grizzlies are the Nuggets. Like the Kings would be the most likely pick. Yeah. I think there's of... too much fun going around there for them to fail. N- not to completely derail the subject, so don't take too long because I want you to answer your own question here. But do you think that the Kings would be in the same spot if they didn't trade away Halliburton to get Sabonis? Because, you know, a lot of people are mad about that. Yeah, me. I, I love Halliburton. Um, that's a that's a tough question. My heart wants to say, yes, they'd be in the same spot because I, Halliburton's great. But, yeah, he's amazing. You know, we're, talk, we're talking guys that play two different positions. And yeah, and I know. It's hard to say. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Um, USA Patriot card says Mavs will win the West. So not only um, jump out of the mid category, but will win the West and be that true contender. I think that would be interesting. I think a lot of stuff has to go right for that to happen. A lot to figure out. There's probably what 20 games left in the season. A lot of stuff to figure out for a lot of these teams in the last 20 games. Nate, who do you think figures it out and maybe comes out of the West from this group? Well, I definitely, I hate to say it. I definitely don't think it's the Mavs. I do think Luke and Kyrie are good enough to win you a series. I don't think they're good enough to win you three series in a row um, without any defense, so to speak on that team. Like that's a major issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and so like, I I do think that no matter where they're at, they could probably win that first series. Um, But once the, once it winds on, it's not happening for me, the Clippers, I just think they're kind of old. That's true. That's true. They are kind of old. You know, it's just, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George are good, but they're just kind of old, and you throw a lot of fresh young legs at them. Are they going to wear down by the time uh, May turns into June? I don't I, I don't think it's going to be them. Um, the Warriors, same issue, but they have that pedigree. It, it's like a tough question. I think, honestly, my heart of hearts, I, I want to go with the Pelicans. I think That's if wild. Zion and Brandon Ingram get healthy and are playing near the end of the year, we're going to see the Pelicans that were the Pelicans at the start of the season. Number one in the West, baby. <laughs> yeah, and not not get to number one in the West, but I think they could clear some space between the fifth seed and the sixth seed if they get healthy. If they don't get healthy, then obviously they are what they are. But that that is just who my heart of heart goes to. Um, I just I just don't think the Lakers – they got some they got some decent pieces so i guess i could go with them too and not bet against lebron uh but if a, if it's a fully healthy pelicans team it's a pretty stinking good team also who in their right mind has ever called brandon ingram tiny dog as a nickname <laughs> um, humble beast as well <laughs> slenderman oh, i don't like any of those also brandon ingram looks high as a kite in that picture <laughs> Hey, he's got his fro. Come on. Um, so you're going with uh, the Pelicans, and I'll go with the Clippers. And then uh, Bazooka Tom says, no way the Mavs win. They can't figure out how to finish a game. I got to assume that two guys like Kyrie and Luka figure out how to not turn the ball over um, towards the end of a game come 20 games from now. But you never know, I guess. And then uh, Tony says, Zanos, is that Zion's nickname? Yes, I think it's a play on Thanos um from uh obviously uh avengers you learn but, something um, new every day i know right all right well clippers pelicans 
Nate's team has a lot more work to do, but I mean, honestly, like you said, all within three games. You know what's also impressive? I look, the Thunder only four games under 500. So, like, yeah, I mean, all these, a lot of these teams are at, at very large risk of completely dropping out of the play in tournament or playing games. It, it's super competitive, super competitive. <laughs> Yet in the East, you got the 28 and 32 Wizards in the 10th spot. Not, not, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's why we're not talking about the, uh, <laughs> The East, the East. seven to ten is just like so many teams that just aren't doing well. The Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Wizards—like they're there, but they're just not doing well. Yeah. All right, um, and no drone. Just, it'll be me and my uh, my uh, Papa Slabs. Plus, uh, I think Julian might be tagging along for uh, Ship Shawan. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. Nate's mid Monday took a little bit longer than uh, I thought, but uh, <laughs> here we are. My bad. Okay, no, you're all good. Before jumping into the title of the stream, is the seasonal shift happening in the sports card market? Um, I want to call out something here about a baseball card, actually, because this was a real-life uh, flip by one of our graders with us, one of our customers. Uh, they sent us a Jackson Holiday 2022 Bowman Chrome Draft on-card auto base, uh, and it received a 10-10 through our submission services, just $18 to get it graded. And uh, no declared value, no up or no up charges, anything like that for the value of the card. And yeah, I got graded around three to four business days. Now, the impressive thing about this is that they sent me their eBay sales history and all that stuff, and they sold it for seven hundred dollars before selling fees, um, equated to six hundred and thirteen dollars after selling fees, and they snagged it, including grading, for two hundred and seventy dollars locally. So go to a show. First of all, if you can go to shows, go to shows. I mean, you can do very well because people go there, they set up, they want to have fun, they want to sell, you can maybe get a good deal. That was a good deal. You know, $252 for a Bowman Chrome Auto of Jackson Holiday is a good deal. And then to get a Gem Mint 10 is even better. So 127% ROI, therefore, are greater on just one card is great to see. Um, over $300 in profit, so congratulations to them. And that makes me want to shout out. One is that immediately after this live stream is done, I will be going live on this exact same YouTube channel to reveal the 215 uh, SEC slab stocks ring submission. And that Jackie Robinson, there's absolutely phenomenal from Gilded Collection. They had some really, really good action shots um, of older players. Him and Babe Ruth are two of them that came through. But uh, not only that, our next submission actually goes out tomorrow. So it's too late um, to send it to us for it to go out tomorrow. However, we send out twice a month, so March 15th is the next submission that goes out to SEC slabsex.com slash grading is how you can get your cards graded with us. And uh, you just got to get them in the day before the submission sends out. So the 14th of March, make sure you have them here. Yes, Nate. Can we take a one moment to talk about how nice Wait, go back to that Jackson holiday. Oh. How nice is that auto takes the little end the- of the J and <laughs> makes it into the crossbar of the H. I got to say for short autos, it's one of the better short autos. And also he perfectly takes up the entire white space of the card too. Yeah. Sometimes you see autos that are like too high, too low, just super small. Like that guy that signed like a million of them. He had like the tiniest circle auto um, that you were talking about last night. But uh, that's a, it's a nice card. Definitely a nice card. And Lo- Logan uh, sent us his Michael Harris Series 1 Silver Pack Auto to SGC. Oh, I see. Sent it off last week. And now it's in post-grading. Yeah, man, it goes extremely quickly, extremely, extremely fast. Um, and also, uh, yes, Tony uh, – Get excited for that reveal. It's good to see your brother submit some cards to us. I really appreciate that. So I guess you'll have to look and find out. Uh, and also, thank you, Tony, for recommending us, too. It means a lot. All right, on to the next topic, which I guess the 
uh, title you have to leave. That's fine. It's called Tis the Season is what I put. And uh, is it the seasonal shift happening right now? We're February 27th, uh, two days away from March. Spring training is here. Football is obviously not being talked about all until Aaron Rodgers really decides, I feel like, what his future is going to be. Then I feel like all the free agency stuff will ramp up. But regardless, you know, there and what's what you're looking at right here, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to podcasts, this is the uh, PWCC weekly auction for this upcoming Sunday, uh, number 59. I looked at all the cards for football and basketball and baseball that are produced in the year 2000 or later, and there's only 519 cards selling for football in this upcoming Sunday uh, auction. There is one away from a thousand for baseballers, 999. Now these numbers will shift as people flash auction their cards leading up to the auction. These numbers will grow, but I imagine they'll grow proportionally. Uh, 1,000 baseball cards up ending this upcoming Sunday. And of course, there's more basketballers, 1,144. But I just feel like no matter what the season is, there's always basketball cards selling. There's just so many basketball cards that have been being bought and sold for the last few years. The biggest thing to look at is that there's now double the baseball cards selling a football Yet a month ago, two months ago, there was way more football cards selling than baseball. We were having a hard time finding baseball cards to even buy, to be honest, because they're so little. Sure. Um, so uh, basically, right there, that is just straight people you know, going to sell their cards because they're probably either happy with what the values are at now or they're trying to capitalize on some excitement with spring training here, some players playing well. Um, but of course, that doesn't just tell us everything. So I went and looked. I went and looked at the football and baseball indexes on car ladder. And these numbers are since the first of the year, since the first of 2023. The overall index for football, which is probably around like 10,000 some card sample size, uh, has decreased around 13%. And for baseball, let me jump one slide forward. For baseball, it's increased around 0.29%. While that's not crazy, obviously, it's not like it grew 5% or something. It is still not a drop, which compared to football since the beginning of the year, 13% drop is uh, quite substantial. I think that a lot of that can be forecasted with the playoffs coming and then going, and then the Super Bowl coming and going. It just kind of leads to lower values as the offseason starts to hit. I'm uh, actually also shocked. Look, what do you say? I'm kind of shocked it's only 0.3% considering we're getting into spring training. Maybe if it will go up a little higher once the season starts. Otherwise, And remember, you know, we're talking 11,000 card sample size. So there's a lot of different things in here. I picked out some examples. Nay, I think that'll be more telling towards like what the, you know, maybe market that we're watching is speaking about. But uh, I want to also highlight some volume. So this is football card volume in the last uh, or since, sorry, since the start of the year, the average daily volume for football cards is around $230,000 in sales. For baseball, it's around $270,000 in sales. So around $40,000 extra in sales per day for baseball category. Now, you know, something him, he said that there's just a lot of baseball cards out there, but there's a lot of football cards too. I think that the sample sizes are pretty similar. They're around 10,000 each, 11,000. So uh, more baseball cards selling. As of right now, in the last 24 hours, there was over double, nearly over double baseball cards that sell in football. Probably a lot of that because of um, – the PWCC weekly auction last night to closing. And like I just showed those numbers, those would also go into sales for last night. So pull up a few different card examples here. Uh, first one is this Vlad Guerrero Jr. 9.510 Bowman Chrome Auto. This is, once again, the same timeline, start of the year until now. It's already increased 42%. You know, it's around $825. Last one sold last night on the weekly auction for around 1225 I think it was. Um, and as you can see, it kind of grew each way or, or each sale along the way there as well so uh definitely more interest in 
cards like that, the Vlads and the Bowman Chromas. You see Jason Dominguez cards. I actually have his example up next. Uh, this specific Vlad is in our Slab Stacks 100. If you are wondering what the heck is a Slab Stacks 100, I'd urge you to go on to 137pm.com, look up Slab Stacks, and read our January market report. We announced the Slab Stacks 100, what it is, what cards are included, and why, and how you can get involved in uh, having your voice heard in the Slab Stacks 100 in the months coming. So very excited about that. But I also want to look at a smaller dollar card here. And uh, Jason Dominguez, PSA 10 mega uh, box. There's like 2,000, 3,000 PSA 10s of this card. You know, the Vlad, you can say, oh, there's so few sales. You know, of course, as people look to buy, the next sale is going to go up. But with these, there are there are a lot of them. You know, there's a lot available. And that sale of $80 at the start of the year was kind of high, honestly, because the next one was already 50 then 60 So it could have even shown like a 40 50% increase. But even like cards like this, you know, people are getting excited about for baseball and Prices are, in fact, going up. So I said, all right, let's go look at some football cards and see what's happened. I got to say, um, some things, Patrick Mahomes, honestly, I was like, let me go find an example of Patrick Mahomes' cards falling. It, it's hard to. A lot of his stuff has not dropped. A lot of it stayed fairly flat after the Super Bowl. I think it's probably because there's just a lot less hype um, that there was in the years past. So not as much like insane price rises going after the Super Bowl. So not just less drastic price drops. Uh, I want to take a brief second and call it Josh B's comment here. Can't wait to see my 50 plus cards, even though I have the grades already. It is my fourth or fifth sub with you guys. Amazing job, guys. Keep up the great work. Josh, we appreciate you a lot. Get some really awesome cards there and excited to show them off here in uh, the next 20 minutes or so. So thank you a lot and for the kind words as well. Chris, how are you doing? And Hector, yes, we too hope Gavin Lux is okay. Uh, but back to this football card example here. Jalen Hurts, Red Shimmer. This is numbered out 35 PSA 10. This card sold the night of the Super Bowl. I think the six was the night of the Super Bowl for $1,800. One week later, it closed for $850. And it's like a $1,000 drop in just one week. That's how important the days you're selling are. It could be a $1,000 difference. You know, You could have been waiting a week after saying, I think he's going to sell. Let me list it because then, or he's going to win. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm going to list it. And then everyone's going to go look to buy it. No matter if he wins or loses, you probably want that thing to sell the night of the Super Bowl or before that, a week before it, even no matter what. Um, is it true? Jerry Kalinick hit two home runs. Remember that nice Jerry Kalinick you didn't buy for us? PWC yeah, it was like the purple it, sapphire. It, yeah, super nice purple sapphire auto. He's doing well. Hmm. Because I looked at, some of the baseball card prices and his prices were indicating uh nice gains. And I said, I'm not going to include that just in case uh, we did mess up, <laughs> but dang, I had not two home runs. Hmm. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, I am always here to rep Jared Kelnick and, and Gavin Lux and Dalton. Yeah. Marshall but then times I ask you, times I ask you and you're like, no, we can't let my bias get in the way. Not my Wisconsin correct. bias. We can't. Again. So I'm not, I'm not upset that we didn't <laughs> buy it. I'm just salty. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um, so then, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts, that's uh, one individual card. His Prism Silver PSA 10 is pretty flat. So, like, this thing, maybe just a lot of people battling out to win it the night of the Super Bowl. But his Silver PSA 10 is pretty flat, which is impressive to me. Uh, but Joe Burrow, like, as you can see, yes, not too much movement since the start of the year. If you just, like, draw a straight line across the graph, was that down 24%? That's still a lot, I guess. But if you look from where it was, the Bengals possibly gained to the Super Bowl to thereafter that is like a straight line down and went from like $3,500 to now $2,000. That's his contenders auto PSA nine. So um, kind of expected, you know, I don't think I'm sharing anything groundbreaking right now by any means. Um, 
it's just more so like, hey, we're, we've made it. We've made it to when baseball cards are selling better. We've made it to when football cards are selling worse. And uh, take with that information what you will. Obviously, there's still plays that can be made, I think, in, in any market, depending on when you buy and when you sell. Uh, football, you could buy some of these things at big discounts. I'd probably wait a little bit longer if it were me. Uh, as for baseball, you know, I had a great time buying baseball at the show. And I think a lot of it has to do with how, how soon are you ready to sell it? And is it a player that you really like? You really believe in if it's Wander Franco, uh, as Nate's saying, like, hey, you know, it's definitely a way to see how he plays. Um, a couple of these other guys, I'm sure, will be selling them, you know, in spring training or leading up to the season, stuff like that. I think we'll have another exciting month for baseball ahead of people getting excited for the season. Uh, as for football, the conversation is like so low right now. Like, obviously, the, the draft's coming at some point, but I don't know about you, Nate. I haven't heard anything about like potential free agent landings or. Rogers sure. talk like anything for like a well, week. Well, a lot of teams are just getting their salary caps in order yeah, for the March 15th that. deadline. So like Jer restructured today. Yeah, Preston Smith. Um, so that's basically all there is until March 15th, and then we'll find out from there. Hey, real quick, down on the farm says, as the conductor of the Jefferson Quero hype train, I can confirm he is the real deal. If there was one player, and I know I'm biased as a Brewers fan, but if there was one player who I was really, really disappointed that they didn't make the Fangraphs top 100 or top 112, it was Jefferson Cuero. He hit well between A ball and high A, and while he didn't hit really well in Fall League, he had absurd, absurd defensive numbers, specifically throwouts in uh, the Fall League, and yet somehow they didn't put him on the top 100 prospect list. Does he have cards? Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was one of the bigger prospects. Um, 2020 Bowman Chrome? 2021. He's a catcher. Bowman Chrome? Yeah, he was one of the bigger, bigger prospects to come out, and then his cards kind of dwindled off a little bit. And obviously, it's a catch, catching prospect, but uh, a large disappointment for me not seeing him on that list. I thought for sure he'd be there. Hopefully, midseason, he's uh, one of the ones trending up. All right, well, that uh, rounds out the uh, the season I'll talk. NFL draft, it usually is another time where football sells well. And that's actually a great point. I remember looking at football cards last year, and I was like, holy cow, like Dak Prescott rose like 30% between the end of the season and the NFL draft. Um, if you're looking to capitalize on quicker gains than till the upcoming season, the NFL draft, as Hector said, it's an interesting time. I'm not saying like everything is going to go up by NFL draft. Yet. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I will but- never fall for that again. I, I bought those. I bought those Tua's in preparation for them to draft a wide receiver and have the Tua's go up in price. And then they drafted Jalen Waddle, and Tua's prices did not move an inch. So, see, because everyone else was thinking the same thing you were. Correct. Which is why I don't think Jordan Love will probably move an inch after Aaron Rodgers is either moved or he has moved. I could see a decent amount of sales volume happening once. It's maybe announced that Rodgers and him has moved, but I think that it will take a little bit longer than just that first day for like to actually see like a gain on your card, which is why I saw a lot at the show this past weekend. Yes, I was tempted to buy one, but I didn't because I'm like, yeah, we're too late. Like, we're just too late now. Yeah. Just, is just, what a, couple it is. Of, just a couple of idiots. A couple of chumps over here. Talk about um, it for like five months. Don't pull the trigger. <laughs> regrets. Regrets. All right, last thing on the stream today, because then I got to get set up for this SEC uh, reveal happening immediately yeah. after. But um, got three different shows this week on whatnot. And yes, that is at the top. It says the best prices you can find. We're extremely excited. Um, 
you know, in the very near future, we've already been doing it. But for those that haven't joined yet, we've got some uh, pretty nice product like Bowman Draft Sapphire. We got Bowman Chrome Sapphire coming in the future, Top Chrome Update Sapphire, which is one of the best sets of the year. And then we're going to be doing similar stuff for soccer product. And we have already been for Formula One as well. I'm offering the best prices you can find on both uh, boxes, packs, breaks. We're going to be trying to do as much as possible to help out uh, you all get boxes for cheaper um, and more affordable than what you can find them on eBay and, and other retail websites you know, blowout, DA, all those places. Um, but you, you have to come to the live streams or you don't have to actually be there to watch if you can pre-buy spots. You can already go pre-buy some Bowman Draft Sapphire boxes for tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time with Nate. If you go Where do we have them at right now, Aaron? They're at, two, they're at 225 right now. I think they're like $50 under eBay or $45 under eBay or something like that. But they're all from a sealed case, too. They're not loose boxes. Let me uh let me let me get you an exact comp here. Last sold 270 bucks, the one before that 280, 270, 275. We'll meet in the middle, say 275 there. So yeah, 50 bucks. 50, 50 bucks under and you can buy them right now if you go on whatnot. Yeah, so if you hop on a whatnot, you know, the links in our description to to go visit our whatnot page. You can actually go into tomorrow's stream, go to the store and buy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven boxes if you want to, really. Um and you'll save like 20% every single box you buy um, from what you, you know, would otherwise on retail. And uh, we hope everyone enjoys that offering. You know, we're going to be trying to do as much as possible. As I said, it's happening twice this week, Tuesday and Thursday, Nate for Bowman Draft Sapphire. But tomorrow I'm extremely excited. We got an entire big box case down here full of different autos, rookies, number slabs, patches of soccer singles. Um, two weeks ago, I did a massive show where I had over 200 different cards that sold in three hours. It was an extremely fun time, throwing out deals all over the place, taking offers during the show. People are buying stuff before the show, during the show. It was a really good time. So I'm doing it again on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time this week. Um, lots of preparation going into it, but I hope everyone enjoys it. If you're a soccer fan or if you're looking to get into the soccer car market, it's a great way to learn and uh, find a new community too. Like A lot of people come through and talk soccer. It's a great time. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but that's it. That's it uh, for tonight. Enjoy some NBA basketball if you're watching college basketball. I don't know. I think Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of the big college basketball days. Um, Kansas, hopefully, they lose next game. But uh, Kansas has their senior night tomorrow. Oh, senior night tomorrow night? Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, hopefully, uh, for your sake, they win. And uh, yeah, Bowman U has been very hot. You know, there's Caleb Williams, Gold Refractor Auto at 50, so for $600. So uh, feel free to go. Look up those sales histories or go and look at our uh, Instagram pages. We post about that today. Join some discussion over there. Other than that, I'll see you all back here in a few minutes if you want to come watch an SGC live reveal. Otherwise, Sunday, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time, Slap Sex Sundays will be here on this exact same YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We hope to talk to you again soon, and have a great rest of your week. See you guys.